The COVID-19 pandemic has infused a lot of cash and a lot of energy into the concept of developing inhalable and intranasal vaccines, therapies, and prophylactics. What was once sort of a peripheral pet project of a few has become a playground for many biologics developers, with BCC research projecting the inhaled biologics market to hit $4 billion in the next four years, while the intranasal drug market is pegged to hit more than $64 billion by 2023. I'm Matt Piller. This is the Business of Biotech. And today we're talking about the promises and the challenges of developing therapeutic molecules that can be administered intranasally with the CEO of a new transatlantic biopharma company with operations in Amsterdam and Boston. The company is called Leyden Labs. The CEO's name is Konrad Wiedhope, and I'm thrilled he could join us. Konrad, thanks for joining us. How are you? Uh, great to join them, Matt. I'm doing very well. Uh, thanks for having me. Oh, it's it's an honor. And uh, and and as I as I noted in our preamble, I, I am likely to say your name four or five different ways throughout the course of our, our call today. But Conrad uh, Wiedhaupt is that pretty close? That's very very good. Yes, and it's also fine to do the Conrad Wiedhaupt, which is much more the English uh, version of that. Uh, um, so uh, uh, yes, uh, uh, but it's uh, but it's actually quite correct. Thank okay. you. Okay, I'm I'm sure to devolve into the uh, you know Anglicized the 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 American pronunciation through the course of the conversation. Uh, so I want to start uh, with with the big picture. I, I, you know, obviously, uh, many of us have been heavily affected by the COVID-19 global pandemic. I just read a story uh, the other day in the news about a, a woman who spent uh, lockdown in Antarctica. And, you know, e- even someone like her, like it doesn't matter whether you've been uh, affected directly by the disease, someone you know or, or, or love has been affected. We've all been affected. You know, uh, it's been disruptive. Um Leyden, Leyden Labs is is developing a, a proactive approach. We're, we're very reactive right now in, in our response to the, to the pandemic. Leyden Labs approach is, is a proactive one uh, to help fight future viral outbreaks. Um, I'd like to just kind of start out by getting your perspective on how your approach kind of differs from the current approaches that we're seeing to pandemic preparedness and why. Yes, no, Matt, very happy to do so. And before I go into what we exactly do, it's just how we, you know, let me take you back to uh, the, the first lockdown last year here in Europe. And uh, then we met actually with the founding team. So Jaap Goudsmit, uh, Dinko Valerio and Ronald Bruss uh, back at the garden of, of Dinko. And um, we thinking about how can we make sure that these pandemics will never happen again? Everybody was, uh, you know, rightly so, by the way, don't get me wrong, focused on um on SARS-CoV-2, and we thought, can we now uh, uh, find a way to prevent the next pandemic, you know, be ahead of the next uh, virus? Uh, And we started with that um, right away. Um, And to go to your question of what we're trying to reach, you know, so we all try to live our life to the fullest, right? We want to be able to hug our loved ones, go to uh, sports games, travel, but also, you know, just work and, and be with other people. And we were not able to do that, right? The current uh, pandemic has caught us off guard, um, uh, you know, and the economic burden is enormous and everybody has been challenged uh, by the crisis, people using, losing their loved ones to the disease, becoming ill themselves, losing their jobs, you know, feeling mentally pressured. But, you know, it's also in the smaller things of, you know, my mother not be able to hug uh, my, 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 my daughters, uh, for example. So it really showed that we were not ready. You know, we have very broad measures, um, 
uh, which is, for example, social distancing, wearing face masks, all very important. And then, unbelievably, you know, as humanity, we 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 actually found a vaccine and and also produced it uh, with many of companies that are doing that in a great way within a year. But it still takes a year for that. And they're all reactive, as you say. So what we are developing is a proactive um, uh, approach where we actually can protect against the broad spectrum of viruses, so existing viruses, but also new ones, uh, so that we are ahead of the next virus uh, once it comes that we have the products to protect us um, even before there's a vaccine, for example. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So before we get into some specifics there, take me, uh, let's, let's dwell for a minute on, on that meeting in the garden. So this, this was a meeting between, uh, you know, this is intriguing to me. So there, there's this, this kind of informal get together between you and and the three folks you mentioned, some, some folks from uh, Crucell, which uh, am I pronouncing that correctly? Crucell? Yeah. Crucell. Yes. yes, Crucell. Yeah. yeah, Which is, which is now a a J and a Jansen company. Am I, am I correct? True. So uh, yeah, Crucell was was bought by 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 J and J, and and actually now forms uh, also the platforms form the basis of the J and J COVID vaccine uh, as well. Of course, J and J developed that further. <laughs> right. Yeah. So so here you are sitting in the garden with these guys, and uh, and you're having a conversation, a big conversation. I mean, a, sort of a big pie in the sky conversation about the prevention of of, of pandemics like the one that we're we're currently struggling with. Um, well, I paint, paint that, I guess, you know, take your brush and paint that picture in a little more detail for us. How did the conversation come about? Uh, what did it sort of lead to and how did it ultimately um, lead to the the development or the, the genesis, if you will, of, of Laden Labs? No, absolutely. So it was uh, it was in the beginning of the of the pandemic, uh, and we had actually an offline uh, text conversation on you know how uh, how this could, could be and how how could we actually have uh, done this differently as society to be ready for that. And then we decided let's you know get together and think about it. You know, and from our joint um, uh, experience, think about what we then uh, uh, can do. And then from the previous um, developments that, uh, you know, scientific um, um, experience of, for example, Jaap Goudsbit, but also uh, the others. Uh, how can we create these products that actually can prevent not only against virus that we already know, but actually much broader than that? So then we decided, uh, you know, in that garden where we said, okay, we have to do something uh, about that and not, you know, in a, in a year or two years, but right now. Uh, and we actually started the company, I think, only weeks later, mm-hmm. and uh, we worked as a fully as a fully virtual company, um, uh, so we could also start right away, uh, given the network uh, of the different uh, people uh, involved, to start with external labs. Uh, really, I think only four weeks later to also develop, uh, then uh, start developing the different uh, programs. Um, uh, and and finding the IP, for example, to to start right away and not wait until we have built built out the lab. So to immediately start there already on the next virus, while we're of course still at the beginning of the of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you you came into the, this conversation and, and the genesis of the company from a, a unique perspective. You know, from, from you know by my esti- estimation, you. Um, you know, unlike the 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 startup founder who comes at it from a scientific background, or the startup founder who comes from comes at it from a you know a a, a, a capital background, you spent the bulk of your career at at McKinsey and Company. Is that correct? Leading up to the the foundation of Laden Labs. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I have, I have actually a scientific background from two universities here in the Netherlands, Delft and, and Leiden. And mm-hmm. then I actually started my career in San Francisco at a biotech company in the, in the business development. And then I really realized I want to be on that intersection between science and business, you know, bringing uh, the innovations from the lab to the, to the, to the patients or people that, that need them. Um, and then I started need at, at McKinsey. I did also my MBA again in uh, in New York. Uh, at McKinsey, I worked uh, most recently as a partner, serving both larger pharmaceutical uh, companies, but also uh, biotech um, uh, companies, um, and uh, helping also, for example, young biotech startups uh, uh, to to really set up their their company also on the side. So mm-hmm. yeah. Coming from a, I guess, different background and already uh, uh, having worked at multiple biotechs uh, before. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. What uh, What have you? This is a, a follow up question to your experience at McKinsey. You know, you spent time there consulting and and, and kind of mentoring and helping uh, new and emerging biotechs get off their feet, uh, get on their feet. I should say. Yeah. What uh, What have What have you What you know What have you learned coming from that sort of theoretical uh, counseling type position uh, to your, your first foray into launching a, a biotech. Uh, g- give us a little color on that. What, what have you learned about kind of the, the theoretical approach versus the practical approach? Yes. No, it, 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 I, I, of course, very, in, very, very interesting um, uh, step also where I learned a lot. At, at McKinsey, I worked, of course, with great uh, fantastic colleagues and clients where I learned a lot from and I try to also, you know, um, mm-hmm. really take that on every time. And now it's, again, a uh, fantastic uh, learning curve on to see, you know, uh, of course, um, also having to um, uh, to 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 really uh, deliver against all, all that, which I felt also at McKinsey, right? Because I was for a longer time with, with, with the clients so really felt part of that uh, team as well. But still, it's then, a, um, you know, also a next uh, level, a learning curve to, to basically work. The great thing is I work with very experienced uh, people. So people that have done this before, um, uh, not only the founders, um, Dinko, Ronald, uh, Jaap, uh, but also the the board that we have, like Ono van der Stolpo, who's the CEO of uh, Galapagos, James Shannon, former chief medical officer of GSK, Richard Rich Whitley, uh, Dr. Rich Whitley, which works who works closely also with Dr. Fauci um, on the U.S. COVID response, and um, uh, for example, John Martin, who very very sadly uh, passed away. Um, uh, about two months ago now was an unbelievable person and also added tremendous uh, value to 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 Leiden labs um in in his inception in in you know that first uh, first uh, half a year to a year um and then now with board members such as david chenkine and stephen knight and eli kazan of of our investors so from that uh, from those people i, I i'm learning tremendously uh, the new new things of also yeah what it means to be a biotech uh, ceo so uh, that has been a great uh, a great ride um, absolutely yeah. Now, now you guys are uh, I mean, obviously it's early, early days. You were founded. Uh, was it the beginning of this year? Is that correct? I uh, know we were founded in June last year. So last the, year. this okay. meeting to take you back there was was in May, and then we yeah. immediately founded the company in uh, in June. Uh, we got yeah. the first investment round, and then another investment round uh, later uh, in the beginning of this year. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, like I said, very very early days. But um, tell us where you've where where you've come along in terms of the the, the concept that you're pursuing. I, I know that you know it's it's not like we can sit here and talk about uh, you know c- clinical data j- just yet. We're we're preclinical. Uh, but but what's the concept? What's the approach uh, that, that you're aiming to achieve to 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 protect the population from this broad range of, of viruses? Yes, yes. Maybe the approach um, first, and I can also explain from where we are at the moment. Um, so um, th- this proactive uh, approach, what, what I, uh, which I mentioned, right, how, how, not to protect not only against one specific virus, but against a whole broad range of actually, in our case, now respiratory viruses, mm-hmm. um, really uh, uh, falls down in two, uh, uh, two principles. So one is we... Um, we target the commonalities of viruses, where vaccines, rightly so, I think, target a specific point on, on the virus. We, we look at what are the commonalities uh, within uh, within those viruses. And secondly, um, we attack the virus where it attacks us. So that's the intranasal administration, um, because that's where, where the virus, of course, enters, uh, respiratory viruses, in that case, which are most likely to cause pandemics. So on that uh, first one, there are you know there are millions of viruses still out there, uh, right? In nature, if if we talk about just mammalian and avian viruses, there are 1.7 million viruses out there that, and and hundreds of thousands of them could still jump over uh, to uh, to men. Mm-hmm. Now, but these viruses exist, of course, in families, and these families have you know have commonalities, and that's where we're looking at you know uh, to find these these commonalities. And to target those, so that we don't only uh, target, you know, if we talk about coronaviruses, you know, we only ta- don't only tar- target SARS-CoV-2, but also, say, MERS or common cold-causing coronaviruses, or very importantly, the next coronavirus that that might jump over. So that's that commonalities uh, approach where we where we uh, where we working on. And secondly, the intranasal uh, approach is is really to make sure that. The infection never gets really can get started. So if we protect right in the nasopharyngeal area, uh, in the, you know in the nose and the back of the throat, um, then we can stop the infection there before it actually you know uh, the the virus can infect the lower respiratory tract or transmit it to other people. So to stop it really at the, at the inception, so to say, of the, of the infection. Mm-hmm. So I, I want to, you know, I, I want to present to you just some some challenge, like historical challenges or even failures in, in in this space, and kind of get your perspective on them. So we've seen attempts at universal flu vaccines, for instance, that try to uh, similarly approach the commonality of, of flu viruses um, that, that haven't worked. Right? I, I don't I don't think that we we've seen a whole lot of success mm-hmm. in that space. Um, what obviously this isn't a you know you're not talking about developing a vaccine you're talking about yep. developing uh, a, a, would you call it a, a therapeutic like a prophylactic a therapeutic prophylactic yes I would call it a prophylactic yeah exactly yeah okay so um, I, guess, I guess give us some insight and again I know I know it's early uh, but give us some insight into how you think your approach will overcome some of those failures that we've seen around the, the attempt to develop uh, a, a a, 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 thera- a therapeutic that focuses on these commonalities, right? That's quote unquote universal. 
Yeah, no, uh, absolutely. It has been a tremendous challenge to 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 do that and and to find vaccines, you know, against whole virus uh, families, uh, which has, of course, been been tried uh, before. So mm-hmm. that's why also uh, our approach uh, as a prophylactic. Um, so not so much, you know, developing vaccine, but actually one step, I would say, quote unquote easier to have a temporary protection um against this broad range of of, of viruses of a you know of the of a whole whole family mm-hmm. uh, to give actually that that temporary protection you should think about you know days or maybe weeks um uh to have that protection at that point in point in time um uh before there you know for example it's actually for two reasons before there's a um, a, a vaccine uh, for a certain virus. So, if we take ourselves back, um, you know, to the beginning of the SARS-CoV-2 pandemic, when there is no vaccine yet, mm-hmm. but also potentially protecting on top of uh, of a vaccine. So, mm-hmm. um, to have the broad protection on top of vaccine for vaccines that you know uh, work, uh, maybe not hundred uh, percent for people that uh, that need them. So, to take you know to go back to your 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 question. Um, we think this is a, you know, a slightly more achievable. We think it's still aiming beyond the moon what we like to do, and but we actually see positive results. Um, uh, but it's slightly, it's a, it's a, it's it's an, an easier step, quote unquote, than than developing also a vaccine against say whole um, uh, virus families. Um, so that that's the, the, the basically how we're thinking about that. The business of biotech is brought to you in partnership with Cytiva. Together, we're committed to helping the leaders of new and emerging biopharma companies navigate the financial, organizational, human resources, and regulatory waters you'll encounter on your way from discovery to the clinic and beyond. Check out a host of useful resources for biotech leaders at Cytiva's Emerging Biotech Accelerator at CytivaLifeSciences.com backslash Emerging Biotech. That's C-Y-T-I-V-A lifesciences.com backslash emerging biotech. What have you, what, what sort of thought has gone into uh, the, the manufacturing approach? And, and, and that I, I bring that question up in the context of um, some more potential challenges around, um, for instance, you know, we, we know that uh, parenteral, uh, biologics. There are, you know, what, 300, 300 some excipients that have been approved by the FDA. As, as you look forward to what the, ther- what the, what the prophylactic might look like, do you, one, do you anticipate challenges around <clears throat> regulatory um, considerations? Because this is sort of unchar- uncharted territory in, in, in many ways. And two, do you anticipate um, Capacity challenges or challenges around the expertise and the manufacturing of of the prophylactic is that something you plan on handling in house or, or or hoping to outsource? Uh, you know, if it's too early to say, just let me know. But I'm I'm curious. Yeah, no, I mean, uh, yes, it's early, and we of, of course uh, foresee that there there are you know we challenges, but that we first of all we like the challenges, and secondly, we're also thinking about them really. Um, um, ahead of of them so yes we have of course um thought about you know how to uh, you know on the regulatory side how to make sure that we we can also um prove you know the 
the of course the premise that we have that it's that it, that it actually can protect against the whole broad range of, of viruses. So mm-hmm. and there we see you know multiple multiple ways that that we that we can actually test it against you know for example different viral uh, viral strains. Um, and then for the production, um, uh, uh, yeah, at the moment we have we didn't we haven't built any manufacturing capacity uh, ourselves yet, and and working really with uh, external parties as we're doing with um, uh, also on the development side because we saw that that works. You know, the the, fa- the fastest uh, just to to get this all uh, all done. Now, separately, we're also looking at in-house activities uh, there, which which we're building up in terms of you know. Uh, labs, uh, uh, for example. Yeah. Okay. When you survey the the landscape as it sits today, the landscape for uh, you know uh, approved options for protection against viruses, um, you know what wh- what's your what's your perception of that landscape? What do you see, and and how do you anticipate that you'll do things differently? That your 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 product will be different. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, but if you look at the vaccine, so that we see that clearly as complementary, um, you know, our, our products to to vaccines. So uh, first of all, uh, before there, like uh, before there is actually a vaccine against a specific virus, that we can protect against the new virus that that might come up, which whether it's a fully new zoonotic virus uh, or you know um, an escape mutant, for example, of an existing virus or just a seasonal strain. Um, uh, that we don't that we don't have uh, at that moment a, a vaccine uh, for, and then on top of of vaccines, so really complementary uh, to vaccines. And when people go out to you know a crowded restaurant um, uh, on a flight on a bus, um, they can actually then take that uh, additional uh, protection uh, there. And we see that really as a as a prophylactic, um, uh, so really in the middle of a vaccine and then therapeutics. Uh, against you know different uh, uh, viral infections, which we also think are you know are very very important, but we see it also very different uh, differently uh, in the treatment paradigm of of where we are. So we think complementing what we have currently with what we really see as a new wave of of, of medicine, as we also uh, mm-hmm. described it, is is, is uh, you know preventing against virus that we don't know yet uh, um, but that we can already uh, protect uh, against that and that uh, therefore we see that quite the unique positions yeah yeah so since since you mentioned it great segue uh, the administration concept the idea here is to develop a product that can be self-administered and uh, is, is that correct yes exactly yep. that can be self-administered yeah okay Yep, intranasal self-administration, and the and the idea would be uh, would be what to so I'm a cons- I'm a consumer, right? I'm a consumer. Uh, I'm I'm living my life. Uh, it's a dangerous life, this life, right? <laughs> we're we're all living a dangerous life. Yes. And, you know what's what's your vision for at what point Matt Pillar, the consumer, should be self-administering. Uh, a prophylactic to to help me avoid getting very very sick. Yes, no, no, absolutely. So uh, I fully agree. Well, dangerous life—it's also a fantastic life. Uh, we, I highly believe in that. So, so I think on one hand, you know, life is fantastic. We want to live our life to the fullest. On one other hand, like you said, you want to be protected mm-hmm. uh, to go out there because you know I think um, we're breathing in you know billions and billions. Actually, whole 
galaxies of of viruses if you like a number of stars in the galaxy of viruses uh you know in our in our lifetime so so basically um protecting against that uh we think is you know very important and to do that with uh something that that people can administer themselves uh, we think that that is also a highly added benefit so what you've seen of course now because of this pandemic but also separately is that a lot of people have difficulties with you know measures that are enforced upon them you know i think they're very important but but a lot of people um have difficulties with that and crave you know autonomy and and that what we think with an intranasal administration where you administer it yourself you protect yourself and with that also others uh, but it gives you that autonomy that that you actually control that uh, yourself rather than getting a you know um uh shot which i think is also very important but it, it gives that empowerment i think to to a lot of people with where people crave that that as well so mm-hmm. we think that's an additional benefit of of doing that in 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 that way yeah so so the idea would be uh before i find myself in a situation where i'm likely to inhale this galaxy of, of potential harm um i i would you know, similar to what, like Afrin, I would take a, a, a nasal spray uh, before getting on the bus, before getting on a, an airplane, before going to a, a baseball game. Uh, would, would that be it? I mean, would, yes. would, that, would it be? Okay. Yeah. And, so you um, take the spray in the, in the morning, you know, and, uh, and then you would be protected. Uh, I mean, we are still working out whether it's days, whether it's, it's longer than that. It could also be as simple as just a spray a day, you know, depending on the, on our dosage. But but at least I think yeah, think about it. You take it uh, indeed, and then you're protected for for a, a period of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, are are you at a point yet where you can discuss what the the manufacturing approach might look like? Um. Yeah. Not at the moment. I mean, we have detail that we were also already of course manufacturing uh for um you know for our ongoing studies and and towards uh, clinical studies so so mm-hmm. we're doing that but but I, I unfortunately cannot go into much detail there at at the moment but that, that's okay it, it's a you know it's a it's a it's a complex to get a way to get it all of course uh, of course together but the the great thing is that we have uh, and that's not me i'll be honest about it but we have the great expertise on board uh, of, of people who have done that before and also external partners uh, sure. who are great uh, uh, at this. Yeah, excellent. Okay. Uh, so recent news, uh, Leiden recently closed uh, a successful Series A round of financing. I think that was that was earlier this year. That may, may, yep. may, may be where I got confused about the, the founding of the company. So it was earlier this year you, you closed that uh, Series A. Um, what's what's the intention for that? What are you, you going to use that cash for to, to kind of expand the portfolio, build out the team. What, what are the plans there? Yeah, no, I'm at your, I fully understand that because you, we were also, there was also the time when we actually launched our public presence, right? We were under the radar until, until that. So that mm-hmm. for, for the outside world, we, we didn't exist uh, there before that time. So that's why. Um, yeah. And it's a fantastic, a fantastic um, uh, investor. So with Google, with GV, with um, F prime, um, uh, but also uh, and casting capital, but also um, uh, Brooke Byers as a private investor. Um, I think it's, it's a great, great uh, group of investors who really, uh, you know, help also 
pushing the plans forward and thinking about you know how to to build uh, build out uh, the the company and yeah what we are doing um you know with with that investment is is really advancing on one hand our platform you know looking at this commonalities of viruses and attacking the virus where it attacks us and then developing um specific products against um virus families that are most likely to cause a pandemic so and there we're developing that, that in you know discovery but also preclinical, and then as soon as possible to the to the clinic into the clinic mm-hmm. um and then uh, next to that uh building out the the team as you mentioned uh, we're you know indeed in uh, uh uh, both here in Europe, but also in the U.S. Uh, in Boston, so so building out that that uh, on both sides, and that's that's where we use the proceeds for to rapidly advance towards you know the vision of that we are ahead of the next virus. So we feel we're in a race to make sure that before the next virus hits us, uh, we we are ready. Yeah, yeah. Can you speak yet to uh, to, to I guess the, the the mechanistic action, like how the how the therapeutic might work. What what's the I guess the prophylactic action um, that 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 the 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 therapy might induce? Yes, yeah. Unfortunately, not too much. But what I can say, and that I think that makes it also a bit uh, visual, is that um, uh, the molecules that we you know apply intranasally, so. Mm-hmm. Um, the compounds that they they uh, basically are ready to attack the virus and making sure that the virus cannot enter um, uh, the cells and therefore start you know the replication uh, cycle. So that that's where we are uh, are focusing on to 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 you know to basically uh, help the body fight these these viruses so that they cannot replicate you know here in the nasal pharyngeal area, and that's why we then prevent you know the further infection to the lower respiratory tract and very importantly the transmission to others as well excellent yeah well there's a certainly an unmet medical need i mean if, if there ever was one if we you know we, we, <laughs> we, we've demonstrated that over the course of the past uh, 18 months for sure yes yes yeah. so what's what's the next big step what's the next big step for Leiden labs yeah so um we're now you know rapidly um uh developing uh, you know uh, on one hand, the the the, the product. So, um, and and then secondly, the the platform. So all eyes uh, are on, on that. So I think that's that's a really a important step to to really um, hit different milestones. Bring our first product also into the clinic. Uh, so th- that's where we are uh, are fully uh, fully focused on. Um, while of course, you know, building out the the fantastic team, and and I think that's also. Uh, uh, yeah, we have a highly ambitious team. Um, great, great expertise. I think the, you know, sort of the the expertise and 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 also the experience and and the way of working. Uh, you could say of of like already a larger organization, but they're still mm-hmm. with the nimbleness of a startup. You know, so that that's what I I really enjoy uh, uh, doing, and 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 that's that's where we are now fully focusing on uh, to also you know just deliver on. On, on the the promises uh, we have made, and just that's also hard work, uh, Matt. It's just rolling up the sleeves and just going for it, and uh, and, and and there everybody's dedicated. And we like to do that because uh, we like to work with each other, but also on the mission uh, that we set out for ourselves. So we don't mind uh, going into that uh, fully. No. 
Yeah, well, it certainly is some hard work, but to your point, you, you've you got a, an excellent team uh, on board. And I appreciate the time that you took a break from rolling up those sleeves and and uh, and putting in the hard work to, to talk with us a little bit of, about it. Uh, it'll certainly be, when we get to that point, um, an interesting clinical approach. Uh, I'll be I'll be interested in following up with you when you get to that point, because I think uh, th- those clinical studies will, will certainly be interesting to follow. Um, so, so hopefully you'll be amenable to, uh, to coming back on and sharing some, some, some news from the clinic with us when you have that opportunity. Of course. No, very happy to do so. And it's great, uh, great talking to you. So very happy to, uh, to come back uh, at that point. Absolutely. Excellent. Well, I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for, thanks for joining us and, and we'll talk with you again uh, soon. Thank you very much, Matt. So that's Leiden Labs CEO, Conrad Weedhulp. I'm Matt Piller. And this is the business of biotech. As always, big thanks to Cytiva for its partnership in the production of this podcast. Cytiva is a company committed to helping emerging biotechs navigate the early developmental, clinical, and regulatory waters, and offering resources to do so at its emerging biotech accelerator, which I encourage you to check out at cytivalifesciences.com backslash emerging biotech. Also, check us out at bioprocessonline.com, and please, while you're there, sign up for my newsletter. Meanwhile, if you liked what you heard here, give us five stars. Subscribe to the pod so you don't miss an episode. And sincerely, thanks for listening. Thanks.